0: I just quickly, I'm not going to really talk into details about this scripture But I want us to read the scripture, okay? You're with me, right? Yeah. So read this scripture for me, Queen um, Luke chapter 14, verse 16 to 23 and
1: Then he said to him, a certain man gave a, certain man gave a great super sheep, and invited me and sent his servant at super time to say to those who are invited, Come for all those who
0: are now ready. It's, I know it's tiny, it's hard to see.
1: Oh, I can't really see. That.
0: From there? Yeah. Who can see? Me. Huh? What? You always tell me you can't see from <laughs> far.
1: I can. You want me to read? Are You,
0: you can come closer. Can you come this yeah, way? Sure okay can you see yeah okay
1: then he said to him a certain man gave a great supper and invited L-
0: that's supper a great supper, supper yeah, right uh-huh supper
1: and invited many and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who are invited come for all things are are now ready okay but they all with one accord began to make excuses the first said to him i have I bought a piece of ground, and I must go see oh, yeah. I ask you to have me excuse. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, mm-hmm. and I am going to test them. I ask you to have me excuse. Still another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that the servant came and reported these things to his master. And the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and the maid and the lame and the blind. And the servant said the master, Is it done as commanded? It or is done as commanded. And still so there is room. And the master said to the servant, go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them
0: to come in that my house may be filled. Amen. 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 Let's close our eyes as we pray. Dear Holy Spirit, in this short moment, please speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. I Time is gone, so I'm not going to speak for long, but for like maybe five minutes, just give me your attention, okay? This is Jesus speaking, right? Jesus was telling this story about someone who threw a great banquet, sent his servants to go and invite people. And when they went, they were all giving excuses, right? People were giving excuses why they cannot come to the banquet. The first said, I have bought a piece of ground, I must go and see it have me excused the other said i have five yoke of oxen i going to test them have me excused the other said i've just married a wife therefore i cannot come now you think of all the excuses people give when you try to talk to them about jesus right we are to expect excuses when we say invite your friend to night of passion i mean you you To think that you just invite your friend and say, great, I'm coming, it's Valentine night, I'm coming. You're joking. No, they're going to give you an excuse why they cannot come. And Jesus has sent you and I to go invite people, invite to his great banquet. That's all he's asking us to do. He's not asking you to go do some great thing or whatever. Just invite, like we're going for camp just invite and Jesus is saying expect excuses expect them to give you legitimate this isn't a legitimate excuse I have married a wife therefore I cannot it's a very good excuse it's not like I'm sleeping so I can't come no I've married a wife I cannot come I have bought a piece of ground I must go and see it I cannot come very good legitimate excuses but you know Jesus is trying to say there is no excuse that is valid when we're talking about heaven or hell isn't that true i mean think of it what is it he said what will a man give in exchange for his soul i have exams tomorrow so i cannot come when you're in a plane crash and the plane is about to go down the pilot announces in the plane sorry guys we just ran out of fuel we are going down <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right.
0: Imagine that you are in in an aircraft and that were to happen. Would you be thinking about your exams on Tuesday? Would you be saying, come on, pilot, I have to write my math exam on Tuesday? Is that what you would say? No. Are you with me? So the point is, when we're talking about life... Or death, there is no excuse that's valid, and that's why when we say invite your friend, expect them to give you an excuse, and when they give you an excuse, you must remember that that excuse is still not valid, and you must try to push for them to come. You must, like yesterday when we're going out. Yesterday when we're in the Albion Mall, and I was trying to i'll yeah, we'll go to all the malls just listen Shh, i don't have time just listen as people are coming I'll, I'll just walk to you and say sorry please you have just a few minutes i just few questions to ask we we're doing a survey and there are some who would just say no i don't have time and i'll let them go the others who would say sorry i don't have time but i don't want them to go so i'll say oh yeah i know but it won't take it won't take long just just very quick just very quick right and as i keep pressing they stay and I go through the one that I called last night was one of them he didn't want to I said no it won't take long it will just be quick because he doesn't know that the conversation we are going to have is a heaven and hell conversation that if he doesn't listen and he goes and he gets knocked down by the car he's going to hell no but that's the truth that's the truth You know, you don't know that your friend that you're going to invite to winter camp, that they are coming to winter camp may make the difference between heaven and hell for them. You don't know. There are many people whose lives were changed from a camp. I am one of them. You go to one camp and God touches your life and your life is transformed. And so your friend will find excuses why I cannot come. And listen to what Jesus told them. He said, the servant came and reported this to the master. The master was angry and said to his servants, okay, go out to the streets. Right? He tried to invite the important people and they were all giving excuses. He said, go out to the streets and lanes and bring the poor and the maimed, right? And the, and the lame and the blind. What was Jesus saying? Jesus is saying, invite everybody. Don't, don't segregate. Well, yesterday we talked to a Hindu person, we talk to somebody from India, we talk to somebody from Benin, we talk to people from Ghana, anybody. Don't segregate. Don't say, oh, this person, this one is too bad. This is a really bad person. I don't think you would even listen to Jesus. No, 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 no. Really bad people still come to Jesus. People you think may not even listen. You just walk to them. I have a question for you. If you were to die today, are you hundred percent sure you'll make it to heaven? They'll look at you as like, "What kind of person are you asking me this question?" But they went and they said there is still room. And friends, there is still room. You know, I will tell you one thing. What's going on in Jesus's heart right now? Imagine with me You went to donate your blood At Canadian Blood Bank Okay You donated two pints or pints However they say it of blood Two bags of your precious blood And then you turn around The moment you get up from the bed You turn around Only for you to see That the nurse picked up your blood From the thing And was just spraying it on the ground <laughs> how would you feel? How would you feel? Huh? How would you feel? You would you would be angry. Right? Hadaza said she'll be angry. How would you feel, Queen? You'll be mad, right? How would you feel? You'll be mad. Right? How would you feel? you'll be mad right you won't take it lightly you won't take it lightly at all now we're talking of your blood I mean you are not perfect you have all your issues so your blood is not as valuable as the blood of Jesus you think of Jesus's blood high value no sin no sin and moreover he is God God's blood, does it have value? Do you think it has value? Yeah. High value. Right? Jesus donated his blood so that people will not go to hell. Now, can you imagine what goes in his heart anytime he sees one soul drop into hell? He, he gets angry. He, he, he feels sad. I just donated my blood and they've just picked it and they're spraying it on the ground because they don't care. They're just letting people go to hell. Right? That was the expression of the man. He said, the master of the house being what? Angry. Being angry. He said, no, I cannot let it go waste. I've already paid the price for this banquet for them to come i can't let it go waste go and bring anybody else who wants to come because you already pay the price for them your friend your friend your friend who doesn't know jesus jesus already paid the price that they shouldn't go to hell and if we just sit back and they go we are literally taking jesus's blood and just spewing it on the ground so that that person goes to hell but we don't want that we want to do what we can which is just to invite. Come on. There were many people we spoke to yesterday who didn't want to hear us. What can you do? You can't force people. Let's talk to you. He said, no, I don't have time. (laughs) Bye-bye. At least we tried. Right? Uh, Can you come? I can't come. At least we tried. What can we do? We can only try. But if we sit back and say, ah, it's embarrassing. Oh, it's whatever. And so we don't go. We will not be held guiltless. Yes?
1: Okay, is it wrong, like, for example, like, if you um, tell them, like, if you're talking to them and then after you're like, okay, God knows my heart, God knows I tried, it's okay, go do what you want. Like, is that wrong?
0: No, you keep, so you don't tell them that, but you keep trying. How do I keep trying? For instance, there are some that we talk to they gave us their names because to, to do the survey, you start with your name. So we get your name and down the, down the line they say we have no time, so we let them go. But at least I have their names. Am I going to let them go? No, I'm going to be praying for them. Right? Once we talk, to, we'll be praying for them. The prayer makes a difference. That's why I told you guys, write the name of a friend that you'll be praying for. That's the least you could do, you know. Yeah, you can't, you're shy to talk to the person, but you can pray. You write the name of the person, Arabah Stamp. I'm praying for you (laughs) right you write down the name and then you pray (laughs) like I was praying for this other guy praying and crying to God saying you must save him Jesus if you don't save him he's going to hell and then I called him and as I was talking to him I was telling him I told him something that he, he was like, he said, wow. I said to him, you know, are you listening? Yeah. I said to him, you know, you know that God really loves you because it's not every son who leaves his father's home that his father goes looking for him. But you, God has been looking for you and he's still looking for you. And then he said, what, what you are saying is so true because I know I've been stubborn. God's been after me have been stubborn and this is a person which if we didn't go out we would never have met for a long time he stopped coming he used to go to church but for a long time he stopped going to church how by just one invitation say can you come to church can you come to church with me we're going we have a night of passion can you come we have winter come can you come you just keep inviting you know don't be discouraged keep inviting what do you stand to lose? What, what else can they say? Sorry, I can't come. That's okay. Invite the next one. Invite. Keep inviting to the banquet because when they come, God will touch them. Their lives will be changed. You will have a reward. Like next week, I'm going to talk to you guys about the benefits of reaching, passing things on. What blessings you get by not holding things back. Okay? So as I wrap up, I want to tell you what we're going to be doing every Saturday. I'll just skip this, skip this. We're going through the survey questions, which is what we'll be doing. It's a starting point. It's a way for you to get yourself into the mode of freely talking to people without no stress. Right? You don't stress about it. This was something I had to overcome myself. Do you think it's easy to talk to people about Jesus? No not but i had to overcome it you have to start praying and asking the holy spirit please help me holy spirit it's it's not easy can you help me the holy spirit will help you i can guarantee you if you don't pray you will forever not share your faith because you will not be helped by the holy spirit if you don't pray it's not a personality thing it's not like do you know my personality that i'm not an extrovert do you guys know that i'm not an extrovert Do you know that I am an introvert? I can stay in my room, not just in my home, in my room the whole month and not come out of my room. That's the kind of person I am. I am a serious introvert. Shy. I'd rather not talk, right? But the Holy Spirit has helped me greatly. See, some of you, it's hard for you to even believe that such a person will be talking to you. But the Holy Spirit has been helping me. And I'm telling you, if you pray and say, help me, he will help you. And sometimes, sometimes, you know, it's difficult for you to do it yourself. That's why I'm saying, join me on Saturdays. Every Saturday, unless something comes in, you know, I'm trying to say, the rule is that every Saturday will go out. The exception is that there are sometimes events and things may not be able to. So I'll I'll let you know that this Saturday won't go. But the rule is every Saturday we'll be going, and for sure, you guys are in school, I want you to get A's. So I'm not expecting you to come every Saturday. But I want you to at least pick one Saturday every month, or every other month, that there's one Saturday that you will join. Okay? Because I don't need a lot of people. I mean, if we have a lot of people who go to different, different places. But at least I need one or two or three of you joining me on a Saturday to go okay so when we go we have several questions and the several questions four seven questions or four different surveys. each of them have these two questions on them one have you come to a place in your spiritual life where you say you know for sure if you're to die today you will go to heaven this is a question that you have to answer for yourself if you die today will you go to heaven You have to know that answer. It's not something that you live for tomorrow. I mean, how do you know, um, Ashley? Do you know that you would live tomorrow? Do you? Do you have a guarantee that when you sleep tonight, you wake up tomorrow morning? Natalie, do you have a guarantee? You don't know. Is there anybody here who has a guarantee that when you sleep tonight, you wake up tomorrow morning? None of us. You know, we take things for granted. We think that As things have been, they will always be. It's not true. Don't you know a friend in your age group who has died? Don't you know? Can't you think of at least one person in your age group who has died? At least one person. Uh, If not in your class, maybe in another class. But somebody in your school who has died. Right? Death has no respect for age. Right, Chris? Mm -hmm. And so, if there is one question that you must know the answer for, forget about your math exam question. That one you can easily fail. That's fine. Don't fail it, but if you fail it, it's fine. But this question, if you fail this question, you are a big loser. (laughs) Don't fail this question. Come on, guys. Don't fail this question. This question, you must know the answer now. And if you are not sure, you have to make sure that if you die tonight, God forbid, but if you die tonight, that you are 100% sure you are going to heaven. It's no nothing like I'm working on it. Nothing to work on. Or hope so. No. It's yes. Yes, Chris. What about for
1: those people like, they're not going
0: to be all of us? That's what I'm saying. The moment you realize you are not too certain, that means there's something you have to do to make certain. You have to make certain now. There's no putting it off. You have to be sure. Why? Why do you have to make certain now? Because in the next five minutes ahead of you, you don't even know what's gonna happen to you. Who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen at 2 p.m.? It's one, who knows, 2 p.m.? Do you know where you'll be at 2 p.m.? Yeah, you have plans, but it doesn't mean that it's gonna happen, right? You heard what happened in, um, is it, who, who whatever, in China? The coronavirus.
1: <laughs>
0: Did you think that it was part of their plans? That we're getting into 2020 and we will be having coronavirus? <laughs> what I'm telling you is <laughs> <laughs> because you don't know when you will die, Lois. You have to be sure that if ever you were to die at any time you will make it to heaven. (laughs) Question number two is Suppose you were to die today and you stood before God and God asked you, Why should I let you into my heaven? What will you say? (laughs) Yesterday, a number of the people we asked this question, they were like, it's almost like something had hit them. They were like shocked, just like. And, the, and one guy looked at me and was like, wow, that's a deep question. I said, yes. That's a question you should be thinking about before death comes. What will you say? Why should I let you into heaven? What have you done to deserve heaven? I don't have time to go through, but all of you, listen. Maybe you are here, you are not sure of the answers to these two questions. This is your chance to make sure. Don't let this next five minutes pass you by. This is your chance to make sure. Pay attention. Heaven is a free gift. There is nothing that you'll do to ever deserve heaven. I'm going through the gospel with my fingers here. This one is like the hitchhiking guy who wants a free ride. And heaven is like that. We are all hitchhiking to heaven. We are hitchhiking on Jesus. Heaven is free. There is nothing you can ever do to deserve heaven or ever not do to deserve heaven. We don't go to heaven because we are good. No. Otherwise, none of us will make it to heaven. We don't qualify for heaven. Pastor Isaac doesn't qualify for heaven. I don't qualify for heaven. Pastor Cheryl doesn't qualify. Nobody on earth qualifies to go to heaven. There is not even one person. Nobody. There is nothing you can ever do to, to say... God, yeah, this is, this is what I've done and so led me into your heaven. You are kidding. The Bible says, if you break just one of God's laws, you are broken all of it. Who here has never told a lie? If you've ever told a lie, you know where you are heading towards if you die. Whoa. Right? We are all on our way to hell. That is our default destination. None of us deserve heaven. Now listen to me. Listen to me. Because we are all sinners, and there is nothing in us that can do good, God also, being just, he had to punish sin. God had to punish sin. Can you imagine having a judge who, when they bring a murderer to him in the court, The judge lets the murderer go free. He lets the armed robber go free. He lets all the bad, bad people go free. How will we have justice in society? We will never have justice. For a judge to be a good judge, he must punish when people do things wrong, right? The judge must make sure wrong people are put in jail. That's a good judge. And the same way God, because he's a just God, because we have sinned, He cannot let us go scot-free. He must punish sin. But God is also merciful. He doesn't want us to go to hell. So what will he do? He sent Jesus Christ, his only son, the one who could ever live right and never sin, to come and live right and die and pay the price that we were to pay for our sin. And Jesus died in our place so that The death that we were to die and suffer in hell, we no longer have to. Because Jesus has already paid the price. Like I told you, he's already donated his blood. So that we don't have to perish. How then can we accept what Jesus has done? By putting our faith in him and saying, Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I believe you are the son of God. Jesus, I believe you lived on earth and you died for me and paid the price for my sin on the cross. Jesus, I believe that you rose again on the third day. Jesus, I accept all that you have done to pay the price for my sin. Now I am a child of God. Just by putting your faith in him and confessing it with your mouth, God no longer sees you with all your sin, He sees you with everything that Jesus has done right. And so when you stand before him and he says, why should I let you into my heaven? What should be your answer? Because I have put my faith in your son, Jesus Christ. Therefore, you have to let me into your heaven. And the gates will swing wide open. If they ask you, if you were to die tonight, are you 100% sure you will go to heaven? Oh boy, I am 200% sure I will go to heaven. Why? Why? Because I'm not going to heaven on my own merit. It's not based on anything I've done or not done. I'm going because I have put my faith in Jesus Christ. And I know it. Does it mean that you'll never sin? No. You may fall here or there. But you don't continue in a life of sin. Anytime you sin, you ask God to forgive you. The blood of Jesus will wash you. Do you get it? You are a child of God. It doesn't depend on what you do or you don't do. And there must be that point in your life where you decide for yourself, not because of your parents or anybody, but for yourself, you decide, I am making a decision to put my faith in Jesus Christ. And if you haven't done that, I want to give you that opportunity right now as we close. Beverly, I know you have a question. Okay. Close your eyes with me. Close your eyes with me. There was a time in my own life that I made this choice and I walked up the aisle. I walked up after the pastor had preached. He said, do you want to give your life to Jesus? I I stood up and I went there and I made that decision that I'm going to accept what Jesus has done. His blood that he has donated for me, I am going to accept it. If you are here today, you want to make that conscious choice. To accept what Jesus has done for you so that you will not go to hell, but go to heaven. I want you to lift your right hand, all eyes closed. Just lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand, all eyes closed. Lift up your right hand with with me here. Now I'm going to pray a prayer. I want you to pray pray from your heart, you know. We can't deceive God. You can deceive me, but you can't deceive God. Mean it from your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the price for my sin. I am a sinner. There is no way I could have made heaven. But thank you for dying for me. I accept your sacrifice for me. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you rose again on the third day. Today, I ask for you to come and live in my heart and make me God's child. I believe in you. I will live for you and serve you all my life. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, if you pray that prayer, I want you to know the Bible tells that you are a child of God. You may not feel like it, but that is the truth. If anything, like as we're sitting here, if the ground should open up and we all go down, you're going to heaven. And I'll be there. You have to be 200% sure of this. And the devil is going to try to make you doubt, but remember what I've told you. The Bible says, John 3, 16. What does it say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish. To not perish means should not go to hell, but have everlasting life. Which means, but will go to. So you tell that to the devil. He said, "Devil, you're a liar." I know John 3:16. It says, "If whosoever believes in Him, and I believe in Him, therefore I am 200% sure I am going to heaven." Amen. And that's the message we want to carry out to our friends.